for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Penis. <laughs> Sorry, David. That's all right. I thought we might as well open with that. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and welcome to Flashpoint episode 128, recorded Sunday, September 9th. Um, as you can hear, we have fun before the, even the show starts. I'm your host, David Holloway, and joining me firstly is a man who puts the hoe in honesty. How are you, Simon? That sort of doesn't work, really. Well, I, I prefer I, I put the one in honesty, bringing oh, us nice. together love. Or the sty, or the sty. Maybe you put the sty in honesty. Oh, I like that. I'll bring the stink. Yes, good to have you here as always, mate. And then we also have a man whose motivation to podcast is so great. We've actually turned up one week early. How are you, Ben? Ah, oh, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, we haven't really got that much to talk about, though, do we? No, well, that's nah. why we wait four weeks. Nah. It takes four... No, nothing's, no, yeah. Nothing it, really important happened. Nothing it, exciting. No. It takes four weeks for us to just not be repulsed by each other to be able to f- do another podcast. So this could go badly. But um, mm. well, well, half the, the reason, and I'll I'll cop the blame for being a week early anyway, just because I'm actually potentially travelling next Sunday night, so we won't be able to record. So, yeah, could be uh, heading to Melbourne for work, but uh, yeah, blame me. We're a week right. early. It's my yeah. fault. I'll take it. No, we cop it on the chin. Got to have a scapegoat. So I mean, as yeah, as you mentioned, well, there's not much to talk about aside from one huge game we all play. But the, before we get into that, let's talk Never about. Heard it what we've been playing more broadly. Starting with you, Simon. Starting with me what? Telling us what you've been what? playing, you moron. Uh, oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. See? It's, um, it's a week too early, I told you. Yeah. Uh, uh, where are we? Who am I? Um, the the game that we we not talking about because uh, it it doesn't exist because nothing's happened um a bit of PUBG in response to the challenge and uh, some more zelda breath of the wild and that's basically been it it's been kind of busy i haven't been doing the game thing quite as much as i've wanted to over the last two to three weeks but uh hopefully be able to throw myself back in soon very good and um, Ben, just rattle off your 42 games that you're playing. Yeah, healthy list. Um, I actually just remembered another one that I've been playing. Um, Overwatch, uh, PUBG. Uh, actually, PUBG, I got my first chicken dinner in that the other uh, last Tuesday evening. Woohoo! Um, yeah, so I was like, hey, I've got my first chicken dinner. I was really excited. I got carried. It's okay. I don't care. I still got a chicken dinner. I was alive at the end. That's all that matters. Um, so yeah, it was, that was a pretty exciting accomplishment to get there. It's, it's, I've, I've been in those like last two team situations before and I always come off second best. So to actually win the chicken dinner was pretty exciting. Um, yeah, played uh, ghost recon wildlands fallen ghost DLC. Uh, really, really cool. A uh, really cool DLC, much better than what narco road was. So if you've been hanging out for some, uh, team based, Tactical shooting and uh, stealth sort of tactics. Uh, definitely go check out Ghost Recon. Um, played a little. Um, we talked about it briefly uh, uh, on the last episode, but Sea of Thieves. We we entered the early access alpha. Um, I love that game. Even in its current state, I'd pay 60, 70 bucks for it right now. I, I really would. It's that much fun. 
Um, especially once you jump in there and you try, you start working out all the little things that you can do and like how to hunt for treasure and sailing the ship. And, oh, it's just a pure joy. I don't think I've played a game where I've smiled so much in such a long time. Um, but, yeah, I, we can't really talk about all the things that you can do in the game, but I, just from an early perspective and what I've seen in the game in its current state, I love it. I'm sold. I'm, I'm ready to buy it. Just give it to me now. Um, Rocket League, uh, played some matches with that. Uh, some Heroes of the Storm. Um, really looking forward to Kel'Thuzad appearing in Heroes of the Storm soon, and there's some new content to go with that. And this is also uh, the game that shall not be named. Yes, long may it live. All right, mm. and, and Simon, just very briefly, did you play Sea of Thieves? I thought you had. I have, yes. Good. Mm. I, I, I uh, update it, keep keep getting updates and, uh, yeah. and try and kick it off, but invariably I haven't had any more alphas announced, so I haven't, uh, haven't hit any more play, but I'm keen to. Mm. Oh, it's so much fun, uh, and you get into voice chat with just randoms and stuff as well. It's awesome. I just had yeah. a heap of ball. I had a ball with it. Excellent. Met some really good people, actually. Yeah, same. But whoever yeah. the hell they were. <laughs> um, my exciting list, uh, Pokemon Go, still it's sitting about level 27. WoW, I, I actually had a fairly long break from WoW, but have played WoW because the latest patch, which I might mention later, has hit, so I'm just doing a bit of catch-up there. Um, Last of Us played a little bit more. I'm a, uh, I'm a bit stuck in this section, and also with the game that shall be not named now on board, I won't be playing Last of Us for a while. Bit of StarCraft 2, bit of Destiny, and, um, of course, uh, be assured, guys, I'm still playing Candy Crush. God damn it. All right, so, uh, but still haven't spent a cent. I need to emphasise that. Have it not. No, oh, it'll never happen. All right, so that that's what we've been playing. Let's talk a little bit about nothing, this game that shall not be named, um, the one that we constantly talk about, well, the sequel to the one we, we talk about pretty much every episode for the last, what, three years, that being yeah. Destiny 2. Hey! I was going to say, I feel like I should insert some music there, but I won't get around to doing that. So just assume dramatic yeah, music nah. there. No. Or is that a different game? That's more Halo, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same developer. It's okay. So I... Yeah, yeah. It's just like playing Marathon because there's no difference between any of those games. That's no, right. No. So let's just you talk about. start with maybe initial... Thoughts, and I know you'll both be very passionate about this to the extent that you've played them. And so, being potentially middle of the road in that respect, I might actually. Are you happy if I kick off? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, I'm a measly level, late level six, early level seven. Um, I know, Ben, we talked on Twitter at some stage. It's just overall, I'd say it's a massive improvement on the original Destiny from a story viewpoint. The opening oh, yes. the opening section that you get to play is superb. The story is superb. It's funny. Um, it really builds the tutorial. If you haven't played Destiny before, builds a tutorial on how to, you know, use your, even your super, Simon, it makes it very clear that it's something you should use. So you'll like that. It does. It does. Um 
Look, I'm just impressed. I just want to do some initial mark. It, it is really a step up. It is similar in some ways. You obviously got familiar enemies, and and we'll try not to do, do any story spoilers. But obviously, you'd expect to see um, the hive and the fall and the cabal, whatever. So um, I've certainly been shooting lots of hive and um, cabal. Um, so just it's brilliant. There you go. That's really in depth analysis. Who wants to go next? <laughs> Ben does. Ben does. I does. Okay. Um, I've, I'll pre-emphasize this with saying I have finished the campaign. So, and I'm not going to spoil it because I know you guys are still working through it, and I'm sure plenty of our listeners are still working their way through it. Um, but overall, the campaign itself, in comparison to the original vanilla Destiny One campaign. Uh, it's a 500% improvement easily. It's just that great. Um, the storytelling, the extra characters that they've added in, seeing NPCs out in the wild, um, yeah, it just adds a whole new sort of uh, dynamic to it. Um, the missions with Cade, I think, are still my favourite. See the standouts. And plus the other character, which... David, you're not quite up to yet. Simon, I'm not sure where you're up to in the game, so I'm just going to guess that you're not up to it either. But the character that you meet when you uh, uh, go with Cade, or looking for Cade, I should say, um, is just, yeah, she's brilliant. I love her. Um, it's my favourite character besides Cade in the game now. Um, yeah, storytelling-wise, it's just brilliant. It, it Brilliant is the word to describe it. It's being masterfully done. The uh, interface is 10 times better than what it was. The controls feel just as responsive as ever. Uh, combat's still nice and sharp and fluid. Um, I think some of the tuning with, like, the grenades and melee abilities, I think that feels weird because it's on a much longer cooldown compared to Destiny 1. Yeah. Um, which can take a little bit of getting used to. I mean, like, every now and then I still find myself going hitting the grenade button or the melee button going, why am I not throwing my grenade? Yeah. Oh, I haven't got it. <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, so those are probably the few major, like, out-of-the-gate differences that you'll notice. Um, can't really think. Is there anything big, much more that we can really no, comment on? Probably just the, I mean, the weapons, we're giving too much away. The weapons and the, the sounds of the weapons and that, they've quite rightly tweaked. Oh, they, gorgeous. They, yeah, they sound great. The, actually, look... the audio, the audio throughout the entire game is just spot on. Um, so when it's popping your super or enemies popping supers in Crucible, um, the soundtrack is phenomenal. There's, uh, there's several times throughout the game I actually just put down the controller and stopped and just listened to the soundtrack because it was that good. Yeah. Um, in boss fights, the soundtrack dramatically ramps up as you get closer to killing the bosses yes. and things like that. And it all oh, just it, the sound design is fantastic. The guns all sound fantastic. Um, the exotics are purely greatly exotic. There's one exotic you get as part of the campaign. Um, it's a void pulse rifle called the Graviton Lance. And the final shot, and it's supposed to do an extra damage shot. So when you shoot, the sound is it's like bang, bang, boom. So like the the third shot's like this louder, um, bassier shot that you can hear in your headset or on your speakers or whatever. And um, it's noticeable, and it just gives an emphasis to the gun. There's another one I picked up called uh, Skyburner's Oath, which is like a giant uh, 
metal rivet gun for um like those old school uh girder beams and stuff that like, you, you see in building uh pictures from like the 1920s of them building the empire states building they've got these big big girders and things like that and they're just putting in these great hot rivets and things like that into them and it's just got this great thudding sound to it and oh, i i love it the sound design in this game is mm. next level it's fantastic it really is um yeah i the whole game all all up it, i still haven't played the raid the raid comes out on wednesday um and trials of the nine is next week and zero arrives for the first time next week so there's still some content to be released factions are coming at the start of october i think it was uh, is what they mentioned in the weekly update so there's still a bit of content planned for the next three to four weeks and um yeah there's plenty to do i'll oh, say that absolutely and Simon, uh, initial thoughts, how far have you gotten through it? I know you only bought it recently. Yeah, I didn't uh, try not to leap into it too quickly. Although I suppose the fact that I haven't played any of it at all and it's not been out a week, I probably I suppose that does count as being into it quickly. Um, yeah, I really was hesitant this time around because, and I, I think I've made that pretty abundantly clear, just because... Um, I followed a little bit too closely with the all of the pre-release material and I've said it before, I said it again, the game we got wasn't the game that we were led to believe we were getting. So mm. there's that kind of, although I thoroughly enjoyed the, the gameplay in Destiny 1 and just loved bouncing around, stabbing people in the face, um, that, that taint never really left the game, that, just that that there's a, a bitter taste left and it's all very easy saying, yeah, get over it, get over it. But you know, you, some, you, you feel like you've been screwed over somewhat and it's, it's kind of hard to, so it was very hesitant. Even I wasn't even sure if I was going to get the thing. Well, I suppose that's probably self delusional. I was always probably going to get it. <laughs> so yeah, I got, um, EB games to price match it. So I picked it up for, 64 bucks for the basic the, the base game which i thought well that's that's fine yeah I, I, I can live with that especially when you consider that the digital downloads 99 australian so that's that's mm. that was too too much for risk but 64 bucks and a game i can actually take back and and get a credit for uh if i didn't like it then that feels a hell of a lot safer than getting the collector's edition which i did with the original one so as far as the game goes, obviously my expectations were low. I wasn't crazy about the beta because um, I, I played as a hunter and I just felt kind of sluggish and it, it just it just didn't feel responsive. And um, no, I know I wasn't the only one who came up that thought that. Mm. Um, having played the what's well, effectively the the beta or the the opening section of the story with the fall of the city, which everyone's seen. By now, I would think, uh, if nothing else, and just in the advertising, it, it did feel a lot different. It, uh, I don't know whether my um, my expectations have been recalibrated slightly by the beta. Um, maybe that was deliberate. I don't know. Maybe it was just because it was an older build. But I did feel a lot, a lot bouncier, a lot snappier, a lot more responsive, a lot more agile, which was really that's the main draw for me as far as that goes. Is just the just how damn good the game feels. That felt like it was back 
Uh, I got through it, used my super, a lot of stabby face. <laughs> was my favorite bit. Um, and then, of course, there's the bit following the end of the, the beta. And, yeah, the, the music and the way that it's the, the sense of desolation that, that follows that and the way that's communicated through the music and through the visuals and just through the activities, the, uh, the uh, linear sequence that you yeah. follow. That, that's the kind of thing I think a lot of us were, were looking for. Mm. Just to feel connected to the world in some way, to have some kind of visceral connection to it. Because, um, I mean, it's, again, the, the, the game plan mechanics are all very well with the bouncing around. That's cool. That's always been great. But, you know, you, you get Gallahorn. You don't know what Gallahorn is. You, you get, uh, you have to, Zer and the Nine, it's just words. You don't know, yeah, you right. don't know who these people are. Um, and my name is Bife has done some great videos recently. Oh, my God. He is fantastic. And he uh, did some with Ben Brosman as well, which is well worth mm. listening to. But uh, if you want any kind of context, then at least go to the uh, – my name is Bites. Um, through line, I suppose, through line narrative of the, of the basic plot and through to the Taken King and so on. Just the, the yeah. depth and just some – the potential for just how amazing and bizarre and crazy and just good old good old fashioned sci-fi craziness. There's there's sort of there's, there's bits of Asimov in there. Yeah, he, just Bife of, has a video called the Complete Destiny Timeline. Yeah, that's the uh, one. Yeah, um, it's, it goes for an hour and thirty-one minutes. Um, so. You know, make yourself comfortable. Pull up, you know, pour a cup of tea, all that sort of stuff. He is British, and his voice is very soothing, and he will lovingly guide you through an hour and thirty-one minutes of Destiny lore. Um, he doesn't go into great detail into things like the Book of Sorrows um, no. or like any like d in-depth details, like uh, I don't know the Saint Fourteen story, um, things like that. But he does cover all the stuff that you need. You kind of. If you're interested in it, uh, all the stuff you you kind of want to know, um, just to give you a grand sense of knowledge of what the story is about in Destiny. Yeah, Please, or even too. even who some of the the characters are and the sort of yeah. things they done. Yeah. Like um, like the guy who created the Crucible, for instance. Mm. You know, it's, it's yeah. that's that's kind of interesting. There's there's a lot of interesting bits and pieces in there. So yeah. on that, the lore tabs that they've introduced in Destiny 2, I like it. I, yep. I think it works pretty well. Uh, again, we're still going to need people like, um, my name is Bife, I don't know why I chose that handle, it's so awkward to say. Um, <laughs> but we're still going to need people like him and uh, Mylan and, um, who's the other one, Sir Saul? Uh, oh, there's uh, Mylan Games as well, isn't there? Yeah, 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 Marlin's arms. Yeah. Uh, so Walder, I think he's, or that might be a character from Game of Thrones, I'm not sure. But there's... there's the Walder uh, of Frey. <laughs> no, not him. Uh, there's, um, there are some really great lore masters out there in the community. Mm. So hopefully they'll be, they're going to be grabbing all of this stuff and gluing it together 
and coming yeah. and spinning the yarns because it's definitely the more digestible way of dealing with with the plot because some of it's pretty darn intricate. Mm. Yeah. There is some really, really cool bits of lore out there. There's stuff about the Ahamkara and the hunt of the Ahamkara and uh, the oh, building of the walls. Um, oh, so, yeah. so many great things. The Book of Sorrows alone is a fantastic read. If you can, you can probably find that. Just Google Book of Sorrows. I mean, Bice done Book of Sorrows videos, videos on, and yeah. they're, they're fantastic, but he's only up to chapter three. So if you yeah. want to read all of it, um, it is available to read all online. But uh, oh, just some of the lore for Destiny is fantastic. But And I think that's probably one of the great things about the lore for Destiny is you have to go searching for it so you feel more rewarded when you find something fantastic about it. But now with D2 that they've put in the lore tabs on exotics and uh collections of armor and things like that so for like i think there's a collection for each planet and then there's a collection for the raid as well i can't remember exactly what it was but each piece of armor you, you can bring up the lore tab and read about it and i think that's an excellent addition yeah armors armor and weapons yeah. and so forth yeah so, yeah we'll, we'll still need the lore community thankfully to to put all of the, the bits and pieces together because trying to keep it all straight into your own head is going to be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And you might not get that drop, so you might still want to know the exactly. law, but without, exactly. without picking up they'll, the item. They'll be able to aggregate. Mm. So that that will be good. So, um, so as far as the, the narrative currently, yep, it's looking good. It's looking strong. It's what we wanted it to be. Combat, I, I'd be hard-pressed to tell the difference, quite honestly. Uh, very happy with that. Um, I'm playing on Xbox. I suspect, suspect you are both playing on PS4. Yeah. Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks, but it looks great on the Xbox. Um, I've been playing it with headphones, which has been really good because um, I've gotten into the habit of that recently because I got the um, Dolby Atmos plugin for the Xbox. So uh, I don't know whether Atmos has got anything to do with uh, Destiny in Destiny 2, but uh, whatever the case, it's still sounding pretty amazing through the old cans. So, yeah, I'm feeling quietly optimistic at this point, although I'm still not going to buy the uh, the season pass and I'm not going to buy the expansions until I hear what other people yes. think of it. I'm still being a bit ginger with this. Yes. Honestly, good good way to be. Just hold off, you know, wait a month before looking at an expansion pass. I mean, I bought digital collectors because I'm an idiot and I'm a sucker. Um, but at the moment, no buyer's remorse. I'm having an absolute ball. I spent all day playing it yesterday and nearly all day today playing it as well. Lucky man. Uh, yeah, it's compelling. It's a, it's a compelling game. There's no two ways yes. about it. So, mm. so if you if you if you play Destiny, you probably already got Destiny too. If you haven't played Destiny before, I think that's a fairly big thumbs up from all of us to give it a go. Um. And we will put even if you were burned by the first destiny, I'd say definitely go around to my mate's place and play it for five minutes. And I don't know if you're burned by the first one, and with especially with the law, like what Simon was talking about, even but other people were saying, I've said like a bunch of other stuff of reasons they haven't liked it. Um, but yeah, just give it a try. I, I can't recommend that enough. Just give it, you know, good, you know, hour or so of your time playing through the first couple of missions. And if you're not hooked, you're not hooked, mm. but for me, I was hooked. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of quality of life things as well, like the map and the, the fast travel yep. points and yes. so forth. So there's been a lot of little tweaks. It's still Destiny, 
It's mm. uh, as far as the gameplay and the look of the thing goes. Yes, yeah, there's just a, a lot more yeah. substance to it now. Yes, yeah. extremely brief thumbs up to to Bungie and all well, the PlayStation Network on that side of things too. I suppose um, I was that keen to play. I was sitting there looking at the timer for the last five minutes before midnight, <laughs> waiting for it to count down. And, and from that one second past midnight, it was ready to go. Mm-hmm. And there were no glitches. Yep, I basically, yeah, I stood in, it came up saying, there's a queue that lasted for all of 10 seconds, and I was in. Yeah. And play. So it worked yeah. beautifully. All right. Let's. Yeah. Well, well, I, I got, I didn't, wouldn't have done that even if I had the game because I learned not to do that in my wow days when I couldn't find quest givers beneath the sea of Wargan. So I, yeah. thought, I can the, wait. Yeah, can... but the, the beauty with Destiny was thankfully it was a staggered launch. So it's midnight New Zealand, midnight Australia, midnight Japan, midnight Europe, so on, so on. So each region it unlocked for them at a different time. So the queue, there was like, that's why it was so, so stable, um, uh, which is a smart way to do it. Kind of pisses a few people off in the States when we're getting it first, but screw them. Um, sorry, except you, um, Jay. Jay. Yeah. We love you. Um, but <laughs> yeah, they've, they've got all that freedom that we don't have. So, yeah. uh, I mean, there's, there's swings and roundabouts. Yeah. They, they've got freedoms. Um, yeah. but yeah, so it's, it, you know, it was being a staggered release. It helped. Uh, with that server load. Yes. Um, there was some issues on Thursday with the PlayStation Network, but that was a PlayStation issue, not a Bungie issue. Um, Xbox didn't have many issues as far as oh, I'm aware. Yeah, Xbox Live very seldom has any problems. Oh, well, Xbox Live is a fantastic All service, right. whereas PS- right. PSN is a pile of dots. All right. <laughs> that was going to be a brief last comment. Right, let's go. All <laughs> right. South Park. Um, not censored in Australia. I didn't realise it was censored in Australia. So who wants to tell the story of why South Park was previously censored and how it no longer isn't? Or is that not the point of the point at all? Mm. Yeah, well, I cast your mind back to a little game called The Stick of Truth, which had alien anal probes and things like that in it. Oh, so we're talking Um, about the game, not the TV show. Yes, the game, the game. Right. David, they were talking about games. Yeah, we sort That's of what we do on this thing. Well, we sort of do talk about pop culture just a little bit too, I've noticed. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, it never happens. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, hit us with it. So the latest game is not censored. Uh, yeah, so the latest game, Fractured Butthole, uh, will not be censored in Australia. Um, there was a lot of concern when the strip club gameplay scene was released um, at E3. <laughs> Uh, quite hilarious. I, I thought it was funny. Um, I was remembering it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of concern that it'd be censored uh, here in Australia because of you know our past with the censorship laws. Um, yeah, so it got through the Australian censors. Uh, it'll be released in Australia completely, 100% uncensored and in all its filthy, revolting glory. Um, I can't wait to play it. It is one of my it was one of my most anticipated games late last year uh, until it got delayed until March and then get got delayed again until October. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those games I'm just really, really looking forward to. I can't wait to play it. Is there anything contentious about it, about this particular game that we're aware of? Um, well, the strip club thing was because it was like a child involved in a sex act. 
is why people were thinking it was going to get censored. Uh, the logic that they've used to get around the censorship and that the censors have allowed is that the child is performing the sex act, not the adult. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, if you haven't seen it, it, it it's a, you play as a, uh, one of the kids in South Park. You're dressed up as a superhero. You sneak into this nightclub. Uh, inside the nightclub, you and Captain Diabetes um, take two gentlemen into the private room for a lap dance, and you're performing light, uh, lap dance on this gentleman while farting on him. And the way you get away with the censorship side of things is that, one, the child is performing the act, not the adult, and two, the uh, adult is disgusted by it. He's not aroused by it. So there is, you know, it doesn't end up in a sexual way, I suppose. I don't know how it works. But basically you're controlling a child that's – you're controlling the grinding of the kid while farting on this gentleman, and that's what people were concerned about being censored. I can't see why that would be a problem. (laughs) hey i don't know neither did i until someone pointed out oh i've got kids and i think it's not right i said well don't let your kids play it dickhead (laughs) simple (laughs) yeah yeah do some parenting yeah um but yeah it it was good it's it's not being censored aside from that sort of borderline stuff at least there's been no race-based difficulty in south park that i'm aware of no 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 that, that would be too real Oh, wait, there is. Oh, shit. Oh, really? Oh. Mm. Um, Do tell more. Yeah, great segue. Um, <laughs> basically, they haven't announced how the difficulty sliders are going to work in uh, Stick of Truth, uh, Stick, not Stick of Truth, Fractured But Whole. Um, as you're creating your character, you can basically, if you increase the difficulty, your skin color will get darker. So if you're playing as a black kid, um, basically it'll increase in terms of difficulty and that's like in such as rewards um, and the way people talk to you and things like that. It has no effect on the combat whatsoever. It's just a currency, uh, reduces the amount of currency that you can earn and um, essentially reduces uh, or basically stereotypes the characters against you. So it's more of a comment on social society rather than it actually increasing the difficulty of the game. Yeah. Um, still really interesting. So if you're white, you're not going to see any of these things. You're going to just go through the game, no problems. But if you set yourself up as a black kid or, I don't know, Hispanic kid or whatever, it's, um, yeah, obviously it's going to make a change to the way that your character's perceived by the town. Um, Although the if you only thing- play the game as one color then you're not going to notice the difference because you've only ever been that color well that's it and that's the thing i, I kind of want to play as the black kid now because i want to see what the differences are um i'm curious to see what it is i mean it's not going to really affect Ultra my life at all. creation white boy <laughs> check my privilege um yeah. <laughs> but yeah i'm just curious it's it's one of those things and yeah i think it's really cool uh, the other thing that they put in there was that you can choose your gender because it was just assumed that the kid was a male in the previous game. And they even put it in that the um, the uh, there's some backstory to uh, recanon the, the first game so that if you say that you're a girl, it'll come up saying, oh, are you transgender or cisgender or something like that, blah, blah, blah. So they put all this stuff in there. And it's typical South Park and doing these sort of things, which I think is really good um, for all that sort of 
that community, those communities, um, has no effect on the way I'll play the game probably, but I think it'll make for a few extra little funny moments in the game. And South Park's known for doing these sort of social commentaries. They do it all the time. If you ever watch the documentary Six Days to Air, it's about them basically writing, creating an episode of South Park in six days and literally getting it to the station to air hours before it goes on air. Which um, is beyond insane. Oh, incredibly insane. How they do it year in, year on, year out. Yeah, it's just insanity. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased South Park's doing it. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Just as a quick mm. um, tangent, um, I, was, I was saying to someone yesterday that probably The Simpsons would still be my number one favourite um, animated TV series and South Park's right up there. I think... Rick and Morty mm. overtake South Park for me, even though they're not remotely comparable. I love Rick and Morty at the moment. Oh, Rick and Morty's fantastic at the moment. I'm still saying South Park's better, but yep. I'd say Rick and Morty. Uh, South Park for me is better than Simpsons. What about Adventure Time? Yeah, so I haven't watched enough Adventure Time. I, I probably need to sit down and really concentrate on a few, you know, half a dozen episodes to make a judgment. I don't know. Is Adventure Time on at 4:20? No idea. I don't watch broadcast TV. <laughs> no, that was a stone. I was going to say it was a, a, a cannabis joke, joke wasn't it? <laughs> it was a vape joke. <laughs> stone joke. All right. It was a joke. A what? Uh, what? Never mind. What's never a vape? Mind. What's a vape? Google it. Google four twenty and vape if you like. Um, there you go. Is that like John three sixteen? Yeah, something like that. In the Bible. <laughs> Um, all right. Now, speaking of um, animated or uh, animated related, another poor attempt at a segue, It, the movie, um, hit Australian cinemas this week. Um, and Ben and I both commis- commiserating that we were not able to find people to go with us. But I think it's fair to say, mm. it's, from looking at Rotten Tomatoes, getting about a 90% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not doing too shabbily. Um, yeah, sounds- everyone... I've- Talk to you, it's great. Yeah, it's been getting some pretty good buzz. Anyway, one of you both have to go so you can tell me if they vape down there. Well, they float, they definitely float. They might vape as well. You never know. You never know. Um, you'll float too. I don't know. I've honestly never watched, I've probably only watched six horror movies in my life and, and none of them at the cinema, but I, I determined to make an exception for this one. I've, I probably read the book yeah. two or three times, probably my top. Oh, really? Yeah, probably in my top three or four books of all mm. time. So there's no way I'm missing that, even though it looks as scary as shit. Yeah, did you, I mean... You probably would have watched the original '90s miniseries. No, you know, comparing you know, that to the books. Now you know what's funny. I haven't. Oh, really? I, I've obviously seen bits oh. of it. I understand it's Tim Curry. I actually quite like the way Tim Curry's Pennywise looked, but I've honestly never mm. watched the the actual series, the miniseries. Oh, maybe it's worthwhile you seeing that. I mean, and for people of my age and my generation, the 1990 miniseries came out. I would have been seven or eight around that time. Um, and for, so a lot of people in my generation, it was one of those first horror movies that we saw around that like 10, 11, 12 sort of mark, <laughs> you know, age mark. And that's what set off like so many people's fear of clowns 
today <laughs> is because of it. It you know, and even people since then, you know, they have like uh, younger people coming up seeing that as one of the first scary movies that they see um, at around that ten year old age, you know, because they're not supposed to watch it, but they sneak it past mum and dad somehow and uh, watch it and it scares them for life, scars them for life. It's just, yeah, that clown Pennywise is one of the scariest characters in all of cinema. Yes, and live So it is actually, the miniseries is actually scary to someone. Oh, it was when I was a, when I was a kid. Jesus, yeah, made I me wet myself. Sure I don't of it. Being that frightened of it. Mm. The re- I mean, the reason I didn't watch it is I can't remember where in the series of movies and miniseries that uh, it was when they're making them, but it got to a stage that Stephen King movies and miniseries, as a general rule, had reputations of being shithouse. And so I well, think they're, that, they're awful. Yeah. There's not a single good one. And uh, that includes The Shining. Sorry. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, The Shining's just so different. Yeah, that's right, from the from the book. Yeah. Um, so that's why I never watched it. Whereas, you know, the, as soon as the trailer came out for the for this one, the initial trailer, even though it's only going through the kids' phase of mm. their lives. I mean, one of the powers of the book is it covers both um, them as kids and adults. Same um, with the miniseries. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Um, but, but I believe they're obviously going around a second time for the, for the adult side of things uh, with these yeah, movies. I'd um, say so. But, and for those that have never read Stephen King, because there is a lot of cynicism or scepticism about Stephen King, he's just a horror writer, but... Yes, this is absolutely a horror book and a horror movie, but assuming the mm. movie replicates the depth of the book to some extent, there is so much more to this book than horror. So it's, you know, coming of yeah. age and, and adults, you know, working out what links they have to the people they grew up with and there's so much in this. It's superb. Bearing in mind that the book, I think, was well over a 1,000 pages and the minis had to edit quite a bit of it out. I'm not yeah. sure they kept in for... The movie again; it's going to have to be severely truncated. But I think there's a few definite bits that have to be in there, yeah. Because they could probably tell a lot of the kids' stuff just with flashbacks alone. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward. That's on the agenda for the next week to ten days. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, on the opposite side of scary, I believe um, there's an, a TV show you guys love that I still haven't watched that might be up for season three. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is what you should have actually segued off South Park when you're talking about animation. <laughs> yeah, true. So an animated know, series, but that that would be that would be standard and boring. Yes, that's right. You are that way. So speaking um, of Voltron things that aren't clowns, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things that aren't clowns and but are animated again, Voltron. Go then. <laughs> yes. Uh, both Simon and I forgot to mention on the last episode that Voltron season three came out on Netflix. Um, much shorter season than the previous two. Uh, I loved it. It's fantastic. Go watch it now and rewatch it. Um, yeah, just just watch it. It's brilliant. Um, I've rewatched all three seasons now, probably three times. Um, there's I, a hell of a lot in there, isn't there? There's there's a oh, lot, yes, of, so lot of there's there's depth. There's mm. there's a lot of um, there's a lot of thematic things. I mean, if you actually stop to think about what's going on in there, it there's it's some pretty dark stuff. Yeah, and season three, especially because it's so short, they compact a lot in a very short time. Um, yeah. So I'd recekommend watching season three at least a second time because there's definitely stuff you'll pick up the second time watching it that you missed the first time round. Um, 
But also in saying that it's been a short season, uh, season four is October something. That soon? God, yep. there's a, Well, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a little teaser at the end of season three after the credits saying season four coming soon, October. No, I didn't see that. Ah, oh, see, you weren't hence, paying attention. Hence my surprise. You weren't paying attention. I thought you were a Voltron fan. I'm disappointed. I don't watch to the end of the credits on everything. I need to binge on to the next thing, like season two of Spance. <laughs> oh, see, that's on my to-do list because uh, I know how much you love season one of that. So that was a segue. <laughs> yeah, so um, speaking so of... So season two of Spance. No, speaking of expanses or expansive, WoW's a very expansive game. Was that good, oh. Simon? <laughs> yeah, you get there. You get there. <laughs> um... And so WoW's had a patch update, and it's really a pertinent time to mention this after we've just gone from games to pop culture. Um, but there is a patch. It's, I don't think it's the final content patch for Legion, but it's the next big one um, where you're going back to the Argus. And I don't know WoW lore. I think the Argus has something to do with the Draenei. Um, but, yeah, lots of new content and dailies and so on, so still going strong. Um, speaking of still going strong, Star Wars loses another director. Yeah. Wrong? Was that strong though? I don't. No, I, I purposely no. said no. It's the opposite of strong. I mean, it's, I, I, oh. I mean, but Star Wars is. I mean, you know, they could go through nineteen directors, and they're still going to make fourteen billion dollars out of Episode Nine. As long as they don't bring George in, that'll be fine. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> That's right. They, they, they can get the guy that runs the craft table. That'd be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So um, I've forgotten the guy's name. Who 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 did they fire? He has a funny name. It's, isn't it Ronald McDonald? Something um, like Colin Trevorrow. That's the one. Um, he was fired from episode nine. Uh, reports are saying that he was just too difficult to work with. Um, so I, I don't know what else there is really to say about that. But I think the new director's already been signed, and it's Rian Johnson. Is coming back. Okay. If they keep churning through all this stuff. They're going to bring back um, what's his what's his name, Trank. Possibly. Because there's only so many of these guys, surely, guys or mm. girls. I I honestly don't know. I am pretty sure it's Rian Johnson because he's he's doing episode eight. So I think he's actually going to be ending up doing um, yeah, episode nine. Okay. As they, well to go with it. They could always reanimate Kubrick. Imagine what he'd do with a Star Wars movie. God. Oh, probably the same thing as the he shining. wanted to do to us. Mm. <laughs> um, and because we're, I mean, obviously episodes eight, eight's out this year. Um, and so we're talking about year after next. Next year is what, the Han Solo movie, yeah? Uh, maybe. Yeah. And, maybe. Then, and then there's been lots more talk about the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. As far as, I, I, it obviously hasn't hit production yet, but there's been mm. a little bit more. I, I wish that I just wish they'd broaden the universe. They 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 start just bringing up all of the characters from the original trilogy, and they're going to end up with the same kind of catastrophic mess that Star Star, Star Trek Discovery's turned into, mm. so, which we won't be talking about. No, I see. sure. There's still a, a small flame I keep alive in my heart for a Splinter of the Mind's Eye movie, although that still obviously involves some of the original characters. 
Oh, they could do that. They just need to just need to uh, do the 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 uh, Kelvin timeline. Going back to Star Trek again, do the Kelvin <laughs> timeline Star Trek universe, and we just have parallel universes. Oh, now you're talking. Because then the possibilities are endless, and we'll finally get that Jar Jar biopic we've all been waiting for. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yes, please. That's when I stop attending any movies. They even they even joke about that. <laughs> Um, anything else we want to talk about? We've we've covered, you know, pop culture. We've covered games. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty quiet games news sort of month. I mean, there's been things happening, but nothing really worth worrying about, I suppose. Yeah, Soma's coming to Xbox. I know that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in fact, there's been a few. PS4 limited exclusives finally starting to work their way around. Yep. Um, there's not really any big big news. I mean, let's face it, it's it's a little bit like um, everything is a little teeny rock circling one huge blazing supernova that is Destiny 2. Everything's kind of... Yeah. You're, you're blinded mm-hmm. and everything vanishes in the glare. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, given that's the case, we still managed to pull 50 minutes out of our ass, so that's pretty impressive. That's all we pull out of our ass, isn't it? Pretty I'm much. I'm just trying to get it out of my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, thank you, boys. That was good. I'm glad we came back a week early, and I'm not being sarcastic. I actually am glad. Um, so, <laughs> and also a big shout-out to we were going to have a bit more of a destiny to chat with our uh, very esteemed... Um, regular guest um, Kazmas, but he um, A couldn't make tonight and B is awaiting the PC version of Destiny so we look forward yeah. to having him on if not next episode the one after to, to do a bit more yeah. Destiny 2 chat it, it, and just on the chat of the PC version the beta was a couple of weeks ago as well and it is buttery smooth on a PC it is oh it's just fantastic it looks gorgeous and amazing and all the wonderful things um Default PC controls suck, but you can remap all the keys. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, just graphics-wise and everything like that is fantastic. Definitely. If you're a PC gamer and you're waiting for something like Destiny 2, just wait for it on PC. Don't bother picking up the console version. Just just wait. Absolutely. I, I think it would be worth actually just having a... Because I've been wondering about maybe picking up the PC version as well just to see what it's like, especially now that I've mm. got a the 980 ti in the in the old box to mm-hmm. sh- should be able to well it will handle that fine but also i'm curious to see whether all of the you know the current fuss about the the loot boxes and the shader business settles down yeah well considering luke's miss response it didn't appease me in regards to the shaders so didn't appease anybody no, um, chances are it will come back to bite them in the arse or they'll change it or something will happen. Um, I haven't used a single shader yet simply because of that. Uh, yeah, t- actually, no, t- I did tell a lie. I did actually end up using one on my ship because it was the best-looking ship I had and it, I did, the colour pattern that it came with was just terrible, so I had to use it. I couldn't stand looking at it anymore. Um, but that's the only one I've used. Um, yeah, I don't know. This... 
Yeah, with the PC version, I'll put it this way, the graphics-wise and optimization-wise, it runs at 4K with HDR and everything enabled um, at a beautiful 144 frames per second on a 1060 graphics card, which isn't top of the line. So you should be able to pull, pull a nice, beautiful 1080 at 100 frames a second or whatever out of your ass. No worries. Um, mm. It should be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Digital Factory found that uh, you could you could even be running like a Pentium-class CPU. Mm. a modern pentium obviously um yeah and um as long as you and a halfway decent graphics card and you get you get pretty good performance out of it so yeah it looks like it's well optimized yeah and the yeah. net code pretty bulletproof although that's still not going to stop you getting some hacking and some other fun on the pc side mm. of things sure well it's running on blizzardbattle.net so wait and see because Hackers love going after that one, but um, yeah, it's yeah, kind it of a bit tough, Otherwise, yeah. it should be good. It's only ever hackers that's caused that service to drop off. So that's right. Also, Blizzard cool. Battle.net now. Yes, Blizzard Blizzard Battle.net. Blizzard Battle.net. Um, and this is actually a true segue. Speaking of space, I did forget to add one thing to the running sheet. I had the, it's a VR related thing. I had the pleasure of going to a conference week before last. Uh, related to my studies, and there was an Australian um, outfit. They're more than a startup; they're well established. Who NASA funded to build a simulation of maintaining? I don't think it was the International Space Station, but it was maintaining something in space uh, using VR. So I had the pleasure of spending about half an hour with. Um, you know what? I'm very ashamed to say I didn't actually notice what. I think it was a rift. Um, as far as the goggles were, and then they had some hand controls and so on, and it was just stunning, as you'd expect if NASA are paying you to develop a simulation for their astronauts to learn how to do maintenance. Yeah. Um, it was just absolutely amazing. So I just thought I'd say that. Oh, actually, yep. and, and just while we're on the subject of space, uh, I did briefly mention the catastrophe that is Star Trek Dis Discovery. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I've forgotten the name of it already. Um, don't worry about that, but uh, if anyone out there does enjoy Star Trek or the spirit of Star Trek, look up The Orville uh, when you have a moment. It's a new Seth MacFarlane show from Fox. And before you start judging, uh, it's looking extremely promising also bear in mind that seth mcfarlane was one of the people behind the recent remaking of cosmos so if uh it, not everything he does involves fart jokes so yeah <laughs> oh. give that a, if you like star trek i'm sure there'll be a fart joke in there somewhere but uh if, uh, if you enjoy the spirit of star trek and you find that the where where that franchise has gone recently has been a little bit too much stupid action gritty weirdness then have a look at that and you might be pleasantly surprised at what we've got coming up and just how badly uh, cbs has managed to screw that particular cash cow and what, what, what was mm. sorry what was the name of the show the orville let me just double check the name so, yeah i was gonna say just spell it for me i did so was it as in a double l v i double l e or yeah or The Orville. Here we go. Uh, yes, O R V I L L E. 
So as in the Orville brothers. No, what were the ones that developed flight? That wasn't Orville. Well, okay. <laughs> the Wright brothers. <laughs> well, Orville Wright was uh, one of them, though, wasn't it? That's yes, what I, that's yes. what I've got mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, have a look. It can't hurt. Excellent. If you're bored. If you're or bored. just someone something at work. Have a look. All right, I'm calling it there. We have a show. Okay. All right. Um, as always, please offer an opinion, suggestion, or some general abuse, just like Jay did last week when he quite rightly emailed and said, David, you're a dipshit. You're too soft in the mix. What did I do? I responded to Jay and I remixed the damn podcast and re-uploaded. <laughs> That's the way we work here on Flashpoint. Thank you, Jay. That's too. customer service. That's customer service and we do appreciate it. Um, you can also um, check us out on Facebook, um, on facebook.com forward slash The Oceanic Gamer. Um, our emails contact at the Oceanic Gamer, sorry, at oceanicgamer.com. Twitter, I'm the Oceanic Gamer, just for something different. Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL, which is how I knew he'd played Sea of Thieves. And Ben tweets under the Spawny 13 and live streams whenever he's not doing the 28 other things he's doing on twitch.tv sure. forward slash the Spawny 13. <laughs> um, you'll find previous episodes of the show on iTunes or also on Stitcher, Google Play and Pocket Cast. I have no recollection what Pocket Cast even is. Um, thanks very much for listening. And thanks to my co-hosts as always, Simon and Ben. What was that? I wasn't listening. Yeah, it's good. Eyes up, Guardian. I'd expect eyes up, Guardian. Um, have a great week and remember, you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing. Good night. Good night. Guardians out. The ability to speak does not make one intelligent.